The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. Today we are journeying into the Matrix, the Matrix and the unmasking, Sam. This was kind of your concept. Take us there. Well, I'd like to say it was based on just a really, really deep thought that I had initially. But now I actually sat down to watch the 20-plus-year-old movie, The Mask with Jim Carrey and thought, well, I just could use a good laugh. And of course, God kind of prompted my heart in a couple different directions and took me back into that topic of posing and, and wearing masks and just a lot of questions that kind of came to my heart as, as God revealed to me, you know, even back then that he was working on these topics well before I was well aware of it, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> in my life as well, well, we are, Joined today in the studio with Corey, and we call him Little Jim, and and as well as Harold. So we have, you know, a good balance between. You're 27, Corey. That's right. And Harold, you're what 97? <laughs> uh, actually, 77. Thank oh. you very much. <laughs> so, uh, they go. The rest of us kind of in the middle, and so you know, interestingly, Corey. At the boot camp, this whole unmasking thing was kind of a big part of, of the way that God came after you. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. You ripped it right off. Yeah, now, normally at this point in the, in the show, we would have clips to play, but due to a technical issue, Sam, that you're not aware of, um, something has happened to our computer. So we are going to be clip-free today. And so... With that in mind, I will let you set up the mask trailer, Sam, and kind of go from, you know, what you saw in that that was going on with him, and so later on people can go watch the movie and get a real idea of what that is. Well, in watching the mask, you know, it starts out with this gentleman that works at a bank. His name's Stanley Ipkiss. And, you know, early on you don't really see that he's wearing a mask that he's been wearing his whole life or a good portion of his life, of just being a really nice guy. Well, in this, this movie, this this mask that comes along that they believe is the mask of Loki, who is the troublemaker, you know, that we later find out in Marvel comics uh, uh, from a different side. But he's in that story, and this mask, when he's put on at night, he becomes this totally different person, this totally different side of himself that he thinks that, uh, begins to think that's what he has to be for people to like. You know, and the whole time, you know, he's wearing these masks of what he thinks he has to be in order to be liked or to be accepted. And, and through this process of wearing the mask, you know, it, it, it comes after his heart, and he finds out later the only way that he can really find true love, in this case, in the, in the movie, and really find happiness with who he is is by just simply being fully himself. Yeah, and so, what are you saying, Jim? You had some input. 
will let you in. For- yeah. Well, you know, in absence of the clip, I think we've all kind of seen the movie and um, are familiar with Jim Carrey and what happens there. I, I think <clears throat> deep down, we all have those masks that we're hiding behind. Um, and we talk about this in the boot camp. We talk about, uh, uh, as Big Jim uh, and I were talking earlier, uh, it all becomes part of the pose where the mask is just the tool that we're using. Uh, and the pose is what we're trying to achieve. There you go. And so, you know, interestingly, when I was looking at that clip and you you, you see – you know, Jim Carrey is this really nice guy that doesn't want to upset his landlord. He doesn't want to upset, you know, the people around him and, and is trying to be this extra nice guy in order to, you know, get everybody to like him. When he puts on the mask, he's actually putting on a mask on top of a mask, <laughs> you know, that he already had. And, and interestingly, through the character arc of the movie, he realized that that mask was getting all the love. Right, that the girl that he really loved, she loved the mask. She didn't love him, but as it turned out, Sam, that wasn't the case. Right, right. She she loved the quality she saw below the mask, and, and that was really, really pretty cool in the movie to see that kind of twist. Uh, and especially when you, you know, your God opens your eyes to this the message that He walks through the the, the gospel of, you know, how we. We, the enemy comes after us, and he tries to get us to buy these lies, and he tries to get us to hide. He, he tries to get us to put on these fronts so that we people don't see who we are because we feel like there's something wrong with us, that only me is this way, or I'm the only one that deals with this. And, and, and it all comes down to the motive of putting on these masks to make it so damaging to us and make us not be able to to feel it's almost like this wall literally that we put up around ourselves right and the challenge (laughs) is you know do we actually put that up at some point in time with god do we have a mask that we need to put on uh to make it feel like you know we're being who god wants us to be and and you know is that the one that's getting the love from god the same kind of thing you know it's a it's a fascinating point. Well, and I think that comes back to, you know, uh, intention. You know, uh, we often talk about being authentic. Um, the, the, if you're wearing a mask in order to deceive or to put on uh, something that you're not, you know, we, we all uh, have seen the uh, guys in the uh, football stadiums that, you know, are uh, screaming and yelling at the football players like, you know, well, I could do a better job out there. And you look at them and, you know, they're they're 60 years old and they're overweight. And, and you ask yourself, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, does this guy really know what he's talking about? But if you, if you listen to him, he can play a better game than you can. And it becomes painfully obvious to everybody around you that, you know, you think your mask might be working, but everybody else is laughing at you going... Okay, here's a poser. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of a, a scary thing. You know, if you're the Christian car guy, by the way, and, you know, I'll give you a good example of what that feels like if you want to crawl around it in a second. Um, 
you know, a lot of people would expect me to have answers when it comes to cars. And so when I have my Christian car guy mask on, because <laughs> if you don't think I wear them, you, you know, you don't put me up on a pedestal, believe me. So, you know, one day I had Bill Kratz on, who is a, you know, mechanic full time, knows everything in the world. And in my automotive experience, I did work in the service department. I was a service manager. Yes, I knew a lot of that stuff, but I was never really, never a day-by-day technician. It was never really my job. But a lot of people call in thinking that we're click and clack, and I'm supposed to have all the answers to all their car problems. And of course, like anybody else, I don't want to be caught looking stupid. So one day, this lady called in from Charlotte. I'll never forget the call as long as I live. Jim, Bill Kratz is sitting there. He's a real mechanic. And she goes into this explanation of... uh, you know, she has this Jaguar and it's got this skip. And as she describes this skip, it sounds to me like a spark plug wire. It's just what it sounded like. So I just came right out of my mouth. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that sounds like a spark plug wire. And Bill Kratz sitting there goes, Robbie, that year Jaguar doesn't have spark plug wires. <laughs> and so there you are exposed on the radio in front of however many people across the nation naked going yes he's a poser he doesn't necessarily (laughs) have the answer but you know jim you you got this poem that you could read for us in a minute that kind of i i think this poem speaks to that that person who took my mask off to an extent was actually doing me a big favor He's going to get the poem in a minute. But while we're, while we're trying to find the poem, I will take you to the Everybody Loves Claim Raymond clip that we wish we could play through the computer, but it's a beautiful clip, and everybody will listen to it. We've used it on several shows, right, Sam? Oh, we have, and it, it, God just continues to open our eyes up to the depth of a silly program and the truth of, of relationship that can come from it. And so... To set this up, the guys, you, you know, which are Frank, which is the father, and, of course, Raymond, and his brother, is his name Rob? Robert. Yeah, Robert, because he's big, tall, and kind of dumb, so he's kind of like me, you know. So, <laughs> so you got Robert, you got Raymond, and their father, and, and they want to go horse racing, you know, betting at the, at the horses, but they got to come up with a mask or a lie to, to tell the girls, so they say they're going through, you know, therapy together. And so, the, you know, they're going through this therapy and they come to races. And so every week they've got to come up with this idea on how to, you know, show the girls that they've been through this wonderful breakthrough, you know, of this psychotherapy. And so this particular time, you know, it's a, we can't replace the humor, but, you know, Robert's talking about how he was abused and all this stuff. And um, it comes out that, you know, that... that what was behind all this physical abuse and the father says well you guys just didn't understand it was just business you took it personally and they're like of course we took it personally you're our father and he he, he said no no you don't understand you know when i was a kid you know and he starts going into you know how his father beat him and then the the sons did not realize that and they were like wow your father beat you and then raymond came up with the idea that well did his grandfather and they found out there was a whole line of beating that went on and they said, we didn't know that about you, Dad. Why didn't you, you beat us? And he goes, well, I was a lot weaker than them. And here's the beautiful part of the clip, in my opinion, is they say, Dad, it wasn't that you were weaker. It was that you didn't want to be like them. So they kind of, at that moment, ripped off Frank's mask 
And he said, yeah, you're right. I didn't want to be like them. And at that moment, there was intimacy. At that moment, they were all looking at each other in the face. And at that moment, there was intimacy. But then Raymond had to put the mask back on. He, he said, well, they'll buy that. The girls will buy that, which got a big laugh. But it ended the intimacy, right, Sam? It did. You know, but I think that's like anything else, Robbie, because if you go back and, and you look at the topics that we've talked about, we've talked about posing before. We've talked about this topic a few times. I don't even know how many times we've talked about it. It's because God continues to take us deeper into this. You know, and so maybe that's as deep as they needed to get during that clip, and they'll get deeper again another time. So we come back. During the break, I have this mix of the Matrix because, you know, when the mask comes off, we're kind of coming out of the Matrix. You're going to hear that when we come back. And Jim's poem. You don't want to (laughs) miss out on that. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why? Why did he give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. coming out of the matrix from last week ripping off our masks as it were and some of us when we rip off our mask read poetry now we will not be like j eldridge pritchard and measure poetry here jim you are fully have you have all rights to read without any meter well without it any isn't rhyme. mine and it's really more <laughs> prose than poetry but i never understood the difference between those anyway uh, it's in Psychology, they deal with masks a lot, and I actually had that in one of my courses in seminary. But I hit this, and this really kind of landed with me as this is where I am, and I'll read it to you. The author is unknown, so I won't claim it. But don't be fooled by the face I wear, for I wear a thousand masks, and none of them are me. Don't be fooled, for God's sake, don't be fooled. I give you the impression that I'm secure, that confidence is my name and coolness my game, and that I need no one, but don't believe me. Beneath dwells the real me in confusion, in aloneness, in fear. That's why I create a mask to hide behind, to shield me from the glance that knows. But such a glance is precisely my salvation. And and that's the, the point. (laughs) <laughs> that when that person reaches up like the boys did for their father to pull off the mask to say no you you, you didn't want to be like him and and he got a, a chance to look at himself that he really had not himself observed 
And, and that happened for you at the boot camp, didn't it, Corey? Yeah, it did. Big time. So, you know, I'm wondering, really, what, what, how did God come after that while you were sitting there watching, maybe it was a Darth Vader clip or something else in the poser talk that spoke to your heart? Um, just, it was just, it was never one little thing. It was a combination of things. Every single one of you guys, when you spoke, had touched on something that I had felt in my life at some point in time. Um, especially your talk. Um, and then it all culminated um, when Darren prayed over me um, Saturday night. Um, I thought I had that he had read my prayer request that I had put in the little ammo cans um, and come to find out that he, he hadn't. And he just prayed over me, and everything that he was saying, everything that he would come out of, uh, that was exactly what I had wrote on the prayer request and exactly what I was feeling and he didn't even know it. It just came to him. God gave it, God gave him those words. God put that, you know, on his heart. Um, and as he was touching me, he prayed it and I just broke down and just started bawling. And you guys really forced me and God really forced me to look into my heart, look into my soul and come to grips with some things that I hadn't ever came to grips with. And, we refuse to come to grips with and refuse to even acknowledge. A couple of years ago, I did a video for um, Walk Through the Bible um, with our special needs ministry, and they were fascinated by that ministry and you know how those people wanted to worship and how they wanted to have a relationship with God. And I, I remember during the interview, God just gave me this and said, you know, Everybody wants to be seen by God. And, and so as I heard you talking that, about that, Corey, I thought when, when Darren prayed those things that you knew he, he didn't have any way to know, it was like God goes, hey, Corey, I'm right here with you. I, exactly. I, I, I see behind the mask. And, and as your poem suggested, Jim, um, when you get when you, when you get when God gets behind there, <laughs> he he kind of puts some mask remover on. I don't know what happens in it, and it, and it just kind of comes off. Well, the last clip we were gonna go ahead, Jim. Did you want to say something? Well, I was just thinking in terms of that, God, including us, we don't even know what masks we're wearing half the time. I don't, and I've done quite a bit of self study and more right. more than most, but. Only God sees us as we truly are. And if we aren't listening to him, we're not going to know when we're posing, when we're wearing a mask. I mean, sometimes we do because we're doing it on purpose. But I don't do that much on purpose. I'm usually just existing and cruising along. So, well, The last clip that we were going to play for you, but we're still going to share with you, is the the last scene of well of actually Darth Vader's life? <laughs> there you go. We get a little sound effect there from little Jim, uh, as he's referred. Tiny Jim, as as, as Darren called you. But it's at the Return of the Jedi, where uh, if you're not familiar with the story, Darth Vader. Uh, turns on the emperor at the last minute. He's been evil all the way through the series. And all of a sudden, you know, he goes to save his son, Luke's life. 
and kills the emperor, throws him down the you know pipe or whatever, and now he gets so electric charged by the emperor that he's going to die. And so Luke is there trying to help his father, you know, get out of there before it all blows up. And his father says, "Mask, um, you know, Luke, take the mask off because I want to see you with my own eyes." And Luke says, "I can't because you'll die." And he says. You know, nothing can stop that now, but I want to see you face to face with with my own eyes. And so when that happens, Luke's like, well, I want to save you. And he said, you already did. <laughs> and what he was referring to in that was that by his belief in his father that of what was behind the mask, that he was good, that he wasn't evil and calling that out in him did in fact, you know, save his real life. And so the reason why I wanted to play that clip is my own father um, is 88 and recently been through many, many um, health challenges. And so he's been in the hospital off and on. And, you know, you're just coming in at that point where you don't know how many days you have left. And I have been struggling, literally struggling with the mass that I know my father wants me to be <laughs> and wanting him to see me for who I really am. And now my father loves me. He's a great father and we have a phenomenal relationship, but there are layers, aren't there, Sam? And, and there's a layer of me that I would love my father to see that I don't know that he's ever seen. And I'm trying to figure out how to get off the mask so that that, that could come out. Yeah, and that's, that's a hard thing, you know, and that's where it comes down to, like we talk about so often, walking with God through that. Whether that's walking with God to take off a layer or walking with God to say, is it safe to take off the layer right now in another situation? Because one time it will be yes and the other time it will be no. And, and it's that discernment that you have to walk with him through to know when and how and what that looks like. Jim, you look like you wanted to share something. But uh, this would be a great time, Sam, for you to share your question <laughs> that, that you wanted us to, that you wanted to pose to all of us, or at least pose to yourself. Well, it, the question was, you know, should I, can I really be authentic all the time? Is it okay to wear a mask from time to time? Should I always be completely authentic? And I think that that comes down to you know, the answer, again, is walking with God. And we talked before the show that, you know, Jesus in Scripture didn't show the, even the disciples all of who he was very from the beginning, and that the, he revealed more to some than he did others. You know, and you got to believe that, obviously, he was walking with God and walking with, okay, what do I share, when do I share, what do I do, what's the right timing, in his case, for their hearts, but in our case, it's also for their hearts and our own heart, because he tells us to guard our heart from time to time, for it's a wellspring of life. And so walking in that question, the answer becomes yes on both, but it's got to be walking with God. Well, I, I think that's it's not only that. Uh, it, it's a uh, greater part of wisdom <clears throat> that, uh, you know, it, it strikes me that Jesus often answered uh questions from uh pharisees and uh 
those sorts that were always trying to trap him with more questions. You know, he would always answer a question with a question and basically, you know, turn it on themselves. I, I think, you know, something we need to keep in mind is, is another part of the masculine journey we often talk about is the wound. Why are we wearing the mask to begin with? You know, what is it that, you know, what is it we're trying to cover up? You know, we're, we're obviously hiding something. Um, for me personally, it was acceptance growing up. It was the, the fact that I never seemed to be able to um, do anything right for my father. And so it drove me in my life. It drove me to want to be the perfectionist and then getting mad at everybody else when they didn't want to be perfectionists too. And uh, I, I told my wife uh, at one point in time, I says, I'm, I'm a victim of my own success. I want to be the best at my job. And then I get mad at everybody when they come to me with all their questions because they know I have the answers. But I think it goes down deeper than that. I think that, you know, often we're trying to cover something up, something that we see as an insecurity, a lie from the enemy that we have, and we've often spoken on the program about agreements um, that we've taken and said, well, that's true about me. Well, for, for my situation growing up, you know, my father looked at me one point in time and says, you're the worst child I ever had. And I said, that's true. You know, I accepted that as fact when the, when the bottom line is that's not true. You know, um, I'm not going to compare my brothers and sisters. <laughs> they might hear me on the radio for one thing. So that's the greater part of wisdom. <laughs> to not share that. Well, that brings up a great point, right, Sam, that, you know, everybody's going to be in that situation at Christmas dinner coming up with all the relatives. We got multiple masks, <laughs> don't we? I mean, and oh, my gosh. There's so many masks. Got to love that in-law mask. (laughs) Yeah, you you got that. You know, everybody's got their own version of Cousin Eddie uh, from vacation. You know, you've got so many things that you... God's got to walk through it with you. I mean, it's the only way to get through it and get through it feeling good about yourself, guarding your heart and guarding the hearts of others. Yeah, I love that, the, the, the transfiguration. Jesus revealed that to a few not to just everybody. So it's an interesting journey to try to be authentic. What does that exactly mean? We're hoping you'll go to God. We're also hoping you'll go to masculinejourney.org to find out more information. Uh, register for the next upcoming boot camp. Thanks for listening to The Masculine Journey.